I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good afternoon. This is Brooke Howard with The Daily Beast. It's Friday, December 18th, and these are the top stories the Chi team is watching right now. Looks like he was actually going to do something right, but then got talked out of it. White House aides reportedly had to intervene to stop President Trump from issuing a public demand for $2,000 stimulus checks Thursday. Aides feared the move would damage relief package negotiations. According to the Washington Post, Trump told allies on a Thursday call that he wanted stimulus payments and the next relief package to be at least $1,200 per person and potentially as big as $2,000. He then reportedly started drafting a public statement to make his demand for the bigger checks. And that's when staff panicked and stepped in to stop him. Congressional leaders have said they're nearing agreement on a $900 billion economic relief package that will include checks of between $600 and $700. Whoopee. The U.S. Supreme Court gave President Trump a small victory on Friday. The high court decided to exclude undocumented immigrants from the census count, saying the lawsuit, which was filed by a coalition of states, and immigrant rights groups is, quote, riddled with contingencies and speculation that impede judicial review. The ruling tosses a lower court opinion that blocked Trump's bid. The three liberal justices dissented, saying the administration's efforts to remove undocumented people from the count is unlawful. Jackie Speer, a member of the Legislative Council that investigated the Jonestown massacre, sees the parallels of that cult and the blind loyalty that followers of President Trump exude on a daily basis. In 1978, Speer was working for a California congressman when she was left for dead on an airport runway in Guyana, South America. She was investigating Jim Jones, a charismatic religious leader whose People's Temple had come under scrutiny from parents alarmed at his hold over their young adult children. Speer was shot five times by Jones loyalists and played dead in order to survive. Back at the commune Jones had established, 900 of his ardent followers followed him in a murder-suicide pact, downing a cyanide-infused flavored drink. Parents got 300 children to consume the poison, behavior that four decades later can only be understood in the context of a cult. Today, at the age of 70, Spears says that no matter the type of cult, they use the same techniques to gain followers and maintain control. First, the leader creates a sense of doom, For Trump, he created worry that suburbs will be overrun by some sort of criminals. Then the cult leader repeats falsehoods over and over again to make them seem real, like the election being rigged. Next, people are stripped of their independence. This has been the case when Republican senators have been unwilling to acknowledge that Joe Biden won the 2020 election. The purpose of this tactic is about self-preservation in a party dominated by Trump. The system is not that different from the People's Temple, where adherents feared they would be ostracized from the community if they challenged Jones. In the People's Temple investigation, Spear researched aspects of brainwashing, where the human mind can be controlled by certain psychological techniques. In a weird, twisted way, she says, the president, quote, 
was doing the same thing. He's created a cult of personality. He exudes charisma and people want to follow him. Spear makes it important to note that, though Jonestown was a religious cult, Trump world is a political one. Scammers will make a hustle out of anything. The first coronavirus vaccines have only been in the Western world for 10 days, and demons of the internet underworld are already cashing in. There are doses for sale on the dark web for between $250 and $750, and could range from being ineffective to lethal for anyone who takes them. Law enforcement officials are particularly worried that used vaccine vials will be stolen from waste management centers and refilled to look official. Before the U.S. and U.K. even had authorized vaccines, there are already treatments being touted on the black market. Vendors sold what they advertise as plasma from COVID-19 survivors and magic elixirs to beat the virus. And probably, to no one's surprise, payment is only accepted by Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies. A new scathing report details that the New York City Police Department's tactics over the summer were ridden with deficiencies that led to excessive use of force. Millions of people all over the country led demonstrations after a white police officer in Minneapolis held his knee on George Floyd's neck, a black man, for nearly nine minutes, killing him. During the wave of massive protests due to the death of Floyd in May, there were, quote, heightened tensions between the New York City cops and residents. The highly anticipated report, which was released by the NYC Department of Investigation on Friday, acknowledged that public trust is low in the city, in part because the NYPD did not have a, quote, clearly defined strategy on how to handle the protests. In a terrifying show of force, hundreds of NYPD officers lined the streets for weeks, clashing with residents, arresting protesters en masse, peddling bystanders, and in several publicized instances, exercising brutality on those who are protesting against police brutality. The report concluded that, quote, NYPD use of force and crowd control tactics often fail to discriminate between lawful, peaceful protesters and unlawful actors and contributed to the perception that officers were exercising force, in some cases beyond what was necessary. This is definitely sending their viewers mixed messages. Rupert Murdoch, the 89-year-old owner of Fox News, received his first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine on Wednesday evening in England. Since Murdoch is over the age of 80, he falls into the second tier of priority groups in the United Kingdom, along with frontline health and social care workers. The Fox News founder's inoculation comes as one of his network's biggest stars has created endless doubt around the coronavirus vaccines. During his Thursday night program, Tucker Carlson focused on a rare allergic reaction to the vaccine to suggest viewers should be nervous about the marketing campaign of the preventative treatment. Carlson, who said he personally supports vaccines, also warned his large audience that the campaign to inoculate the public was an attempt by the government and elites to exert control over their lives. He's really trying to push that Big Brother narrative here. That's all for today. Check back every weekday morning and afternoon for more of the news you need to know. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 